excited. We've got a great guest. But you know what I love about today? It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday. You know how we talk about how you have to have that great relationship with money? Uh, because the more that you have, guess what? The more that you can impact others that might need that help. So we're not going to necessarily get into that today, but we are going to introduce you to an amazing speaker. But first off, good morning. It's Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Bus, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0, getting some glare on my eyeglasses. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to put them down a little bit. Now I look like daddy. With the glasses tilted down. Line up right now, because you know, they I just, just get may, I just may have to take them off. So, of course, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and we have an amazing guest on today. We are excited to um, introduce to the two sisters family podcast family our amazing guest, Daniel Jackson. Daniel, welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. We're so excited to have you with us here today. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Now, if, if that's what your dad looks like, I'd like to look at your dad every day. Yeah, <laughs> my so. dad is actually right there. That's our daddy. Oh, well, there that's you go. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, and it's amazing that September, um, it's been just about a year since our dad has passed. And with goodness in our hearts, he's he, our dad and our mom, of course, um, instilled so many wonderful qualities that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Um, but we really would like to touch upon what you do for a living. And it's really hard for me to articulate and even explain your, what you do. So if you would kind of introduce what you do to our guests, to our family. Um. I do what is called an angel reading. So I describe myself as being a spirit medium. Being the spirit medium that I am, I, I don't call myself psychic, although I, I do get psychic messages uh, sometimes, but uh, I'm not actually directly in contact with, per se, your mom or dad. There are other mediums who are, but that's not what I do. I speak to my spirit guides. Uh, we all have spirit guides. Spirit guides are people who have crossed over, who have fulfilled their purpose, and they come back here to help us throughout our lives. They don't come here to fix your life. If you screwed up your life, it's up to you to fix it, but they will help ease you through your life the best you can. But what they are doing is they are helping you to make good decisions for your life. But if you are turning around and using your, your ego, because we learned how to have that here, and, and talking yourself out of these decisions, well, then... All that does is put you on the alternative path. And there's two paths to be on. You're either on the correct path or the alternative path. And the alternative path ends you up coming back here again. We call that reincarnation, but it's just coming back here again to learn lessons and fulfill a purpose. But yes, I'm in, I'm in contact with my spirit guides. My spirit guides are a little bit different. I have what we, what we would refer to here as archangels. And the reason I have them is because my true gift is I, I cross spirit over into the light. And because I do that, they have to protect me from all the negative energies. And since I am asked, because spirit asks me questions on where to go and what to do and how to get into the light, I have to be able to get answers for them. So I talk to my spirit guides. They give me the answers. I, in turn, give them the answers. But because I can ask questions about everything, 
I can ask questions about anything and everything for anyone and get the answers for them as well, because they themselves are spirit too. People have a hard time uh, thinking about that. They, they want to talk to their mom and dad who have passed away, but don't even realize that they themselves have spirit inside them. They too will eventually turn into spirit and someone's going to contact somebody like me so they can talk to you. Wow. Uh, you know, I love how you incorporated um, basically a lot of things that we chat about that, you know, I, I always look at a lot of people will talk to me, you know, from from a, a Christian mindset, you know, heaven, hell, and do you believe in hell? And I said, yes, no. I do. But it's not the hell that you were taught in parochial school because we, we went to parochial school. Sure. And what, is, asking, uh, what is your version you of hell? My version of hell is, is living. No, because we, we have <laughs> we have uh, we have freedom of choice. You do. Uh, we, do we do have the ability uh, to make decisions. Sometimes you don't always make the correct ones like you were chatting about. But correct. I believe that the path to a more peaceful <clears throat> afterlife is kind of living what we're going through right now. I mean, it's just uh, sometimes just, it's not, not easy. We're, we're learning lessons. You're learning lessons and you're but you're learning lessons and to fulfill a purpose. But if you pick up, uh, like I have this little cleaning towel for my glasses, if I pick it up and put it down, that's a lesson. If I pick it up and drop it, it's not a bad lesson. It's just another lesson. It's just telling me that maybe the next time I pick it up, I should grip it a little tighter so that I don't. But that's that's a part of learning as well. But if, if this place was a, a hell or as hell is described as being, we would all be burning right now. There'd be a guy standing next to us with some horns and a tail telling us how uh, you're a horrible person and, and trying to torture us. You're not being tortured in this life. You, you, no. There's love in this life. There's, there is goodness about this life, but it's, it all depends on how you follow your life. But if, so you're walk, if we are walking around thinking, you know, here, my favorite saying to tell people is uh, uh, we create our own storms, but then we cry when it rains all the time. And what happens there is if you're creating drama, you're going to get it back. If you're creating negativity, you're going to get it back. If you're walking around thinking the whole world is revolving around you and no one else, usually think people, people think that money is going to solve the problems, but people who have money also still have problems. Very true. Very true. So it doesn't go away unless you unless you clear out your life, clear out the clutter and, and get away from all the mess that we don't need and find the things what we do need. We have, we have lost the true value in this world. And that value is us, not cars, not money, not jewelry. We have lost the true value. And I like that because you're talking about really what we, we, we share often is what you put out in the universe, what you are attracting yes. and um, how we correlate the, probably I think the, the only true value to me about uh, uh, money is that you can help other people that may be less fortunate. Uh, you can be a part of the community regarding, you know, if someone needs help, a church, uh, whatever it may be, you know, the homeless, doing good things for those, you know, that maybe have had even a tougher life. So I love, the, about, I love what you're saying. The thing about that is if we didn't have any money at all, we could still help each other. True. Because money, 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 you know, is a, is all about affording things. But you know, we, you can afford having a good soul, being a good person without having any money whatsoever. Absolutely. You know, if we got rid of money, we would also get rid of power and control. 
if we could share everything in because see there's enough of everything in the world for every single person to have and share and if we could get back to that we could we could share everything in the world live as free men and women take care of each other you could be a doctor and you could help somebody just to make them well not because it's going to make you 50 million dollars and then when you get rid of that part you know, I, when we are, when if you could have everything in this world that you wanted, say if you know, <clears throat> you had a, a Porsche, Carol, and I had a Porsche, and Janice had a Porsche, we we all had a Porsche, and we could all put all the doodads on that Porsche to make our Porsches cool. The reason we get a Porsche nowadays is to, to let everybody know, look how wonderful I am because I make so much money and that makes me more important than you. But if we could all have the same things all of the time, then at that point, we wouldn't be trying to prove something to each other that we don't really need to prove because we are all wonderful. We are all good enough to do absolutely anything we want to do. We just have to have faith in that. So at that point, if we could all share everything together, our wants and needs would change. But then, and then at that point, we could live a simpler life, not having to be in competition with each other, not having to feel as though I'm more important than anyone else, because no one is. We all come from the same place. We can all go back to the same place if you choose to go back. Not everybody does. And then at this point, life would be a much simpler place, a much simpler lifestyle. You could go and get your, if you you got into a car crash, you're going to go get your car fixed and not have to pay for it because why no one would be paying for it at that point. We would just help each other and helping doing everything. We would still go to work. We would still keep the electricity on. We'd still get air conditioning, heating, but it would, you, would just, you would just do what you're doing to do your part, to make it all happen and, and take out the money, take out the power, take out the struggle. You know, there's people out there who are paying gazillions of dollars a year, not gazillions, but you know what I'm saying, just to yeah. have uh, medications for themselves. I know. You know, but but the people in our government, you know, they get free health care, they get free everything. And what do they do? They just walk around telling us what to do all day. That doesn't make sense. No, those are va valid points. And, and you know, it, it, it really goes back to just, you know, everyone living by the golden rule and, and being kind to one another be helpful to one another because you never know, you know, you extend an olive branch, someday that same person or someone else is going to extend the olive branch right back to you. Uh, Jan, what do you think of all this stuff so far? So far, just really good. Well, I'm always intrigued by, obviously intrigued by what you do. Um, I believe you filled out one of our questionnaires and what I think is interesting for our audience to know, or maybe they would want to know, because I certainly know that I would, like how you came to be where you are with what you do. Oh, boy. <laughs> so uh, I have seen spirit my entire life, ever since I was a child. I grew up in New Jersey, uh, right next to the Delaware River. We lived in a small town where there was a a battlefield there. Uh, it's when the that's where the Hessians fought, um, and because of living near that battlefield, most of the houses in that area were what we would call haunted. Uh, so I've seen spirit to the point like where one time my sister was in the bathroom getting ready for school with my mom, and when they looked in the mirror, this full length mirror on the door, there was another woman standing in the mirror, and she had on a colonial outfit. Um, there was a time when my but we were having these kinds of things, glasses moving, ashtrays moving, those types of things. 
my sister had a record player and my brothers, you know, back in the seventies, you had to pick a record up and you hit flip that switch and the record would drop down. Well, my brothers and I would be downstairs watching TV and the record player would turn on, but that's not the crazy part. It would change records. So whatever was up there was taking one record off, putting another one on because it was playing different albums. It was playing, you know, all it like, Apparently it liked rock music because it was playing all my sister's albums, which was like Doobie Brothers and Alice Cooper and Led Zeppelin. So, and it good, would just, good. it would switch, yeah, it would switch them. So, and radios would turn on and all kinds of stuff would happen in the house. But then uh, eventually I grew up a little bit. My parents and I, my mom and dad were moving to Delaware and I went with them. I was 17. <clears throat> and um, when we got to the new house, I, st I was still seeing things. I was still experiencing things all the time. Um, uh, but it wasn't just in the house as well. It was everywhere. I would, I'd be driving down the street and get a real chill up my spine. You know, we all get that chill. But every time I would get that chill, I turn around when I'm driving and there's a, a graveyard right there. Um, to the point, like, so when I was 23, I was in a rock band. I had big hair. Uh, back. I, I had the zebra stripe spandex to prove it because uh, I was wearing them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I didn't look that pretty, believe me. I, I was a lot bigger boy that then. I was like 350 pounds, had more chins and a Chinese phone book. I was huge. But uh, uh, I came home from a gig and I laid down in bed. When I did, something laid down next to me and it happened three or four times. And then that fifth time when I went to roll over to see what was there, whatever was there picked up the blanket that I had on top of me and rose it up to the ceiling and shook it above me. And then it dropped it on me. And then after that, I slept on the couch for two years because I was scared crap. <laughs> so, uh, um, but uh, there was a time when my sister or my, my grandfather who was living with us at the time went to visit my uncle. I was hanging out in this room, just looking at pictures of my grandmother when she had, she'd passed away two years prior and uh, I was hanging out in the room and I kept hearing this squeaking noise, kept hearing this squeaking noise. I didn't know what the hell it was. I was laying on his bed. And when I looked up to see what was going on, uh, his rocking chair was rocking and my grandmother was sitting in it. And she turned around, looked at me and got this surprised look when she saw my face looking at her and then disappeared. I was with a girlfriend once. Uh, we were sitting on the bed watching TV, watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. She had a crazy thing about that movie. And uh, she was at the foot of the bed and I was at the, by the um, headboard watching. And then all of a sudden this big white, like three feet thick and like five feet long, kind of snaked its way out of the closet across the room, got halfway across the room and just disappeared. I mean, so these are the types of things, <coughs> excuse me, these are the types of things that I was experiencing when I was young, but then it just went throughout my life all the way up into my 30s 40s right before i was turning 50 <clears throat> my wife uh here now uh in this home went away on vacation to see her daughter and for two weeks while she was gone i saw everything imaginable that you could think of that was scary i saw green and red mist floating out of the walls, pouring out of the walls, like it's like being poured out of something. <clears throat> I saw skulls, little tiny skulls with red eyes and fangs coming out of the walls, pouring out and floating around the room. Seven foot skeletons walking around my room. Out of the, out of the corner of the room in, in the bed, bedroom at nighttime, I saw a cloud 
this thick cloud form out of the corner. One time it was gray, red, blue, green, yellow, uh, gray with black stripes, blue with black stripes, yellow with black stripes, green with black stripes. Um, just everything in a match. I saw, I was down here in, in this room here that I'm in now, and you're going to go, why would you still be in there now? Because <laughs> uh, I came down here to get my cat. This is the basement. There was a couch down here. And the cat was sitting on the couch, my buddy. And he, I said, come on, it's time to come upstairs. He looked at me. He looked to his right-hand side. I looked to my left. And when I did, I saw a wall of blackness appear in the middle of the floor. And then a man walked out of it. He had this big wide black hat on and a long black coat. And uh, he walked across the floor, walked all across the floor in perfect stride, no feet, just kind of strange. But me being me, I'm used to seeing this stuff my entire life. So I just kind of sat there and turned my head and watched him go across the floor. And then he went into the wall and just went through it. And that was it. And then the wall of blackness shoop, closed right up. So I was seeing all this stuff. And then uh, after two weeks of that, uh, you know, I was pretty much scared to go to sleep at night um, because I was just seeing this was happening every single night whole two weeks my wife comes home from her trip she tells me about her adventures i tell her about mine me being diabetic she thinks that it's the medication and maybe there's some type of uh, something going on with my medication and it's uh, causing me to see these things three days after she was back she starts seeing them so and she has told me before because i've told her some of the stories about me and <clears throat> some of the things i've experienced um but I don't tell everybody everything because people are going to think you're crazy. So, uh, but she has told me some things she has seen, but she was seeing a lot now because this is coming on for me. <clears throat> so much so that uh, we started doing everything possible to figure out what to do next. Uh, I start, I tried to contact a priest to have them come in and do a uh, exorcism, but they don't want to do that stuff anymore because and in all actuality, that stuff's fake. Uh, <laughs> it's not real. There's a lot of things that TV and movies have put out there that are just not real, like vampires and witches. Oh my God. So, so, okay. I, I, and I can explain witches too if you want me to actually explain it, but it's not, you know, no one has a green nose and a cauldron. You just don't. So, um, so we were reaching out. Uh, we were doing everything, again, that TV and movies put out there to make you believe this is what you need to do, like putting salt around the room and all this stuff. You know what that does? It makes you run your vacuum cleaner. That's all it makes it. <laughs> or putting up uh, crucifixes or stuff like that. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the cross is not something you need to worship. The cross is a form of punishment. That's what that is. So why do you, why do you wear one around your neck? So they can have control and power over you. That's why. So remind you of that they do have control and power of you. Yeah, get rid of it. So, uh, so I sought out um, a paranormal group, a bunch of those, found one to, to come to the house. I was looking at mediums as well. But the paranormal group came to the house, and they got so much information from my house. So much. They came in and used this ball thing. They put in, I, they wanted me to pretend I was sleeping in the room. And they would come in because all this stuff is happening at nighttime a lot. But I was seeing stuff during the day as well. But the nighttime was like crazy. So they come in. They said, they come in. They turn this thing on. And it's called an ovulus. When energy goes in, it spits out words. It's got a, a vocabulary. They said 5,000 5, words. 
They come in, they turn it on. And as soon as they turn it on, immediately it goes, it says in this computer voice, Helen, Wendy, Paul, Michael. And then it says, uh, uh, energy, special, unique, light. And I'm, I'm sitting there in bed going, what the heck is going on here? And, uh, and then one time it said the word road, like a street outside. It said road. And when it did that, a car went right past my house. And I'm thinking, how can that happen? That's crazy. So then for the next 10 minutes, they started asking it questions. And the daggone thing responded back every single time. But the strange part was coming, as they told me. So one of the questions they asked it was, are you here to harm Daniel? And the response came out said, no, we are not here to harm Daniel. We love Daniel. We love Daniel's light. We love his energy. And then it said this, Daniel is the light. And I was like, what the hell does it mean by that? They get done during that part of the investigation. They go out back into the living room. I, I go out there. I'm, my wife's standing there. They're all huddled up. I mean, they were taking pictures of me walking around the house with each member of the group. And when you saw me, like them standing by themselves, nothing. You saw me standing with them. There's 15, 20 light orbs completely surrounding me the whole time. So then they would take a picture just of me. And when it's just me, again, 15, 20 light orbs. They set up these little boxes with wires and lights on them. And when I said, what's that for? And they said, it's static electricity. That's what spirit put out. And if you, he rubbed his hand on the couch and he waved it over the boxes and they lit up. Okay, whatever. They set them all up around doorways. They said, do you have stuff? Where do you have stuff going on? I said, the bedroom. I go through the doorway. When I go through it, they all light up. I turn around and look at them and they're looking at me like, what happened? I said, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you're the expert. What happened? They're standing there. They walk through the doorway. Nothing. It's only for me. Everything, all this stuff that's happening is just with me. So at the end of that investigation, <clears throat> I, they come out of their huddle. And I said, so what's going on? I said, that was pretty cool, right? You got all this, all, it was saying all that stuff. That was cool, right? This, there's something going on here. And they said, there, there's an issue, Mr. Jackson. And I said, what do you mean, issue? And they said, whenever we turn that machine on, it spits out words once in a while. Once in a while. I said, okay. But that thing was really talking to us. He said, yeah, that's the problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, we can never get that thing to say sentences. And it was talking to us. Like we were having a conversation with it. I said, okay. So I said, well, we're not quite sure, but we'll come back in a couple of weeks. We'll do a big reveal with you. I said, great. Two weeks goes by, three weeks goes by, four weeks go by, six weeks goes by. Nothing. I, 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 had, I was trying to reach out to them. I finally got the leader of the team. I said, when are you coming back for the big reveal? He said, we're not. I said, why not? He said, because the, scare, the team is too scared to come back into your house. They quit. We've broken up the team after your house. I said, what do you mean? He said, Mr. Jackson, we get information from homes, but when we do, all the information we got from your home, it takes us 10 or 15 homes to get that kind of stuff, not just one. I said, okay. So what are you telling me? He said, I don't know what to tell you. He said, I've never seen anything like that ever. 
And I've been doing this for five years. And I said, well, can you at least come to the house and talk about this? He said, I don't feel comfortable going in your house. <clears throat> I said, what do I do now? I said, you're the professionals. You're supposed to be telling me this stuff. You know, this is what you do. Yet you can't even help me with this. He said, I don't know what to tell you to do. So at that point, I sought out the mediums because this guy is not going to help me. Um, I sought out, I, I got a hold of five mediums. Each one of them didn't know each other. Every one of them told me the same exact story about me. One of them in particular said, you have an ability to see spirit, but the reason you're seeing so many is because they're coming to you. I said, what do you mean? She said, when you first walked in the room here, because I walked in with a crowd of people, she said, I could pick you out. I didn't even know who you were, but I could see your light. I said, okay. She said, but no, I could see your light. Like it, it shines through you. And when I closed my eyes, all I could see was light. That doesn't happen for regular people. I said, what do you mean? She said, when spirit sees you or when I see you, I should be able to see your body frame at the same time and then see your light in the, in the center of you. I don't see that. I said, what do you see? She said, you look like a light bulb that just walked into the room. And I was like, all right, so what's that mean? She said, well, you see so many spirit because they're coming to you. They believe that you're the light into heaven. That's all they see is the light. <clears throat> and I said, yeah, that's, a, that's what that machine said. It said, I'm, I'm light. She said, yeah. So now what are you going to do with that? I said, I don't know. She said, I don't, I don't think you want it to go away, do you? I said, no, it's been a part of my life this entire time. I just, I need to figure out what it is. And she says, exactly. That's what you need to do. You have this ability. You have this gift. You can do a lot of things with it, but you have to figure out how it's going to work for you. And I said, okay. I said, so what do, what do I do next? And she was <clears throat> pretty helpful at this point. I mean, I didn't, <clears throat> I had to figure everything out, but she guided me where to go and what to do. She said, you had to go home and have a sit down, talk with God. I was like, okay. And she said, you, you have to either accept this ability or not and push it away. It's up to you. It's your choice. It's always your choice. I was like, okay. So my wife and I drove home. We talked about it. We got home and I said, you know what? I'm just going to I, I know I want to do something. I know if I can do this, if I can help the spirit that I keep seeing, because maybe that's or maybe that's what they want me to do is help them. I'll do that. Or if I can help people, I'll do that. Whatever I got to do, I don't want this to go away. So I I went into the room, my bedroom, and nice dark room, and sat down and had to talk with God because you can do that because anybody can do that. You don't need to go to a big white building with a bunch of people and say oh, God club. No, you can talk to God if you want to because you just can. And you don't have to give him any money because he doesn't ask for money because he doesn't need it. <clears throat> and I had to talk and then came out of the room. Very next day, everything changed. Eventually, I stopped seeing all the crazy things. They went away. And then I was able to hear voices and see people. But I don't just see people. I see dogs and cats, and horses and cows and fishes and giraffes and fishes, but fish, yeah. I see everything. And they are coming to me. 
That's why I see so many. I see so many in a day. It's like being in a room with a thousand people, except no one leaves and more people keep coming in. And they're coming to, to me for that particular reason. I found out through talking to my spirit guides, finding out who they are, I know all of their names. I have archangels with me. How many do I have? All of them. And all of them is not the 14 or whatever they mentioned in that book. There's way more than that. And they don't look like men with wings. They are not. They don't have swords and, and shields. They are not. They are not fighting a war in heaven. Because as we know, we think, here especially, that negative energy, horrible people go to hell. So why would they be fighting a war in heaven if no one, is there, no one negative is there? Contradiction. That's what that is. <clears throat> I see so many spirit because... My grandfather had this gift as well. He did not pass it down to me. No one passes it down to anyone. You are born with it. It comes with your soul. If your grandmother has it and your grandfather has it, how come my brothers and sisters don't have it? Because it's not meant for them. It's meant for me, but it's, not, it's meant for others like me. I see so many spirit because they believe I'm the light in the heaven. This ability was actually in my grandfather before me. He wanted to know when I was going to be born. I have two brothers and a sister. My brother, my one sister has a little bit of disability, but she <clears throat> she can't move forward with it. She's got too much negativity in her life. You just you can't be this and be that negative. You can be on the negative side and using it for darkness, but why would you do that? That's a choice. So he wanted to know when I was going to be born. He called my mom and dad. When's he? He's coming. He's coming. And my dad said, when he's, when he's ready, I'll let you know. My dad calls him up. Again, why did he want to know when I was going to be born? Because he had it too. My dad calls him up. It's time to come to the hospital. He's being born. <clears throat> he gets ready to come to the hospital, has a heart attack, and dies. His soul left his body, came into mine. I'm born. My spirit guides tell me the reason spirit comes to see me is because the light that shines to show spirit where to go has to be within a physical body for two reasons. One, to be in that body to shine all the time. And two, in order to cross spirit over physically because some of them have to because they are lost or misunderstood where they were going and what they were doing. The light that shines to heaven is me. Wow. One of the, I'm getting the chills. And thank you so much for describing that the way that you did. And, and I'm sure, you know, one of the things that I am thinking of are the questions, the question that I'm thinking off the top of my head. So you have this discussion with your wife after having this encounter with the psychic medium yes. and you've decided to move forward with it and use it in yes. a way to help people yes so i guess my question would be and you said the next day like everything changed for you yes but not yeah. always in a good way this is yeah not, this is not a very easy thing for me to be people want the cool part of my gift they don't want the work that's involved because i because they are with me. They are always. So I see them. Have you ever seen the movie Avatar? No, I have not. In the movie Avatar, there's a guy who gets hurt and they put him in this like clear bubble and you see these like 
futuristic machines coming down and they're fixing his leg because it's all torn up. I see that every night. I see my spirit guides. And what they're doing is they are working on my soul in order for me to be able to communicate with them better, get clearer messages, see everything that I see, do everything that I do. They do that for me. But because they are doing that to me, that affects my body, my physical body. And they, as they tell me, the physical body is very fragile, very frail. When they do this to me, afterwards, I get violently ill because it's connected to me. When they're changing something inside of you, you have to heal from that. But as we all know, <clears throat> when you go to therapy, you know, you're not healing from therapy. Therapy is painful because you have things change and you, think you have to move differently. I have to be able to move differently. I have to be able to have, be a clearer mind, clearer body, clearer soul in order to get clear messages. And in order to do that, things have to be taken out. Impurities have to be taken out. And I will get violently ill for two or three days. And then I clear up from that. And then I'm okay. I went through that for two years. I mean, violently ill, as we all know, is it's coming out of both ends. It's not fun. So, but in order to be this, in order to, to have this, you are making a sacrifice for your life, but you're making a sacrifice for the better of my, mankind is what you're doing. Can you make that kind of sacrifice? At any time going through this, I could have said no and said, forget it, you know, because this is too much. But I know this is bigger than me. I get to help people every single day. I just did a, uh, an event for on this past Saturday. It started at 10 o'clock. It ended at, at 6 o'clock. They were coming in and signing up. I was, I was completely booked from 10 o'clock until 6 o'clock. I took one break. I read 21 people in that amount of time and helped, I'd say, 20 of them. One of, one of them I was talking to, she didn't like the truth, and she just stared out the window instead. But that's not my issue. I'm, I'm, she wanted the answers. I gave her the answers. She just didn't like them. Not everybody does because not everybody can handle the truth. Because I can only tell the truth one way. I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. You either like it or you don't. But it's still the truth. So I imagine that beyond the veil has very special, uh, I'm feeling that that has very special meaning to you. Yes, absolutely. I see everything. I can see everything into both realms because there is only two realms. You either go into the light or you don't, and you remain here as an earthbound spirit. And when you remain here, you are still holding on to your pain, anger, sorrow, grief, guilt, anguish, all that mess. When you go into the light, you have to be able to release that in order to go and to go back to being what you truly are, which is a loving, beautiful being, beautiful white being, light, beautiful white light. There is no racism there. There is no... I hate you and you hate me, or I hate you because you're on the red side and you, you hate me because I'm on the blue side. There's none of that there. We are all equal as we should be here. But people make things complicated. People choose judgment. God does not judge you. You judge yourself a thousand times a day. Why does he need to do it once more? Because he just doesn't. It's the people who have power and control over you 
who want you to believe that so they can have power and control over you. They use his name and Jesus's name for their own control and power. That's all. Wow. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to. Just don't, because I don't. Casu. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in, um, I, I know you made some, some references uh, that I'm going to be honest, I was taken a little aback from. Well, because uh, it's all because it's all you've been taught your entire life. That's why. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that it necessarily is taught. Uh, you made reference to the cross. Yes, um, I can explain and, all that if you want. Um, I don't know. I, I think I've got, I got the gist of why you were saying what you were saying. Um, but when we're when we're chatting about uh, re, re, reflection and, and and doing kind and doing goodness, I also equate that with 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 tolerance. Um, it, it to me it, it's it's wonderful to uh, to sh to share gifts and and knowledge, uh, but with also the intent of with education comes sure. tolerance. Sure. So to 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 make reference to someone wearing a crucifix, which I have worn for for many That's many fine. years. Um, <clears throat> It's okay. I'm not offended. <laughs> no, no, no. And it, it's not. It's not meant to offend you. No, okay. um, it's just more curious because I see some correlation uh, with religion to to what you're you're chatting about. Because Jesus and God are not about religion. Because they didn't create religion. People did. Mm -hmm. It's God Club. It's a bunch of people who are getting together who want their own like-minded views brought on other people. That's all. The actual reason why was Jesus here? Jesus was here to let us know that we could all live together, to help each other, to take care of each other, to not live under the rule and the power of other people. We could all share everything. That's why that's what the message was, that we could all take care of each other and share everything and not have to pay taxes and all that stuff. Why do you have to pay taxes if you're sharing everything? And that's why he was here. But the people who did not want him here are the people who said, we got to get this guy, Jesus, off the street, because what he's doing is he is taking our money away from us. He's taking our livelihood away from us. He's taking our control and power away from this. So they put him on a cross. He was not the first to be on a cross. He was not right. the last to be on a cross. Absolutely. And then what they did at that point is they tortured him, and they, they murdered him in front of everyone else to let them know if you do what this guy Jesus does, if you follow him, we will do this to you too. Right. So in order to them to keep that power and control, they put that cross out there for you to remind you of Jesus and what he did. Why would you want to be reminded of Jesus for what he did in a murdering and type torturing type way? What he did was trying to help us to let us know we can help each other and take care of each other. And that is good. That is not punishment, and the cross is punishment for trying to be good. Why would you want to wear punishment around your neck? They say that, and they want you to do that to remind you not of Jesus and, and the good things he did, but the bad things he did. They are the ones, religion are the ones who created that cross. They are the ones who created that punishment. Go back into the, into the days of the Inquisition was all about the Christianity and how much they punished people. You don't sin. See, that's the problem. They profess, they profess sin, but you don't sin. 
because Jesus Christ was not the only one who was divine. I'm looking at a divine person because you, just like me, were created by God from a part of him, which makes your soul a divine soul. You don't do anything wrong. The reason you don't do anything wrong is because you're divine. But you do wrong because the world, public, society, laws, the kings and queens created rules and laws. And if you are breaking their rules, then you're sinning. It all comes down to very simple things. It's just, it's been so widely put across. I mean, you want to see how much <clears throat> power and control religion has over everyone? Walk into a middle crowd and wait for somebody to sneeze. Because a minute after that, somebody's going to say, God bless you. And there you go. Do you know where that term actually came from? This is how, this is how people think. That term, God bless you, came from? That came from people back in those days. If you sneezed, they thought demons were exiting your body. So they would say, God bless you, in return to help you keep from other demons going back into your body. But as we all know, everyone still sneezes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, interesting. <clears throat> I, I, you know, I, like I said, interesting perspective. Yeah, uh, sure. of it, I, I, I don't necessarily... Uh, agree with, but I, yeah. I do respect you explain, uh, respect that you're, you're giving your insight and uh, perspective. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> well, this is a great conversation. Um, thank you so much, Spirit Medium Daniel and Beyond the Veil. And we will make sure that your contact information gets below the, um, the live of this video. We want to thank you so much for being on today. And um, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. It is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and I am here with two. Just uh, so this is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss. Thank you so much for sharing, Daniel, uh, not only what you're passionate about, but this gift. You know, we, uh, I think so many people have gifts, and then sometimes they don't realize it, they don't horn in in it. Uh, but you know what? Go after that inner gift that you have, whatever it is. Uh, there's a reason why we have kind of a, you know, that inner voice within us. So Absolutely. embrace it. Um, and also reach out to Daniel if you want more information. Uh, great topic today. Thank you so much. And we will see you tomorrow for Thursday. We know what that's all about. What's trending. I think kind of after this podcast, we're going to see a lot of things trending and a lot more information coming out. Take care, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye, everyone. Have a great day.